Hello, everybody, and welcome to today. It is the 26th of March. We are, I don't know, day like 600 of quarantine time. I don't even know at this point, folks. But tonight we have a really great guest. It's morning time for her. I'm really excited to get a chance to talk to her. I have not ever, I think, done any sort of interview with her before. Today we're going to be talking to uh, to Cara Saunders, the one, the only, the uh, the fittest Australian probably ever. Maybe I think is that. I mean, eh, we're getting there, close, fighting for fighting for the title at some point, fighting for the title at some point. Cara, uh, thank you so much for hopping on with us. How, how are you doing? I'm back on. I'm good. I'm good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Thank you for that. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, definitely fighting for the title of fittest. I, I was I was going through your Instagram, uh, and you have you have what might be the funniest like Instagram bio of any CrossFit Games athlete. Really fit since 2012. <laughs> 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 yeah, the. Uh, and and yeah, and and second place in 2017 in there is like just kind of snuck in underneath that. That one time, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, I think I think it's been uh, it's been a really weird season. There's been two years of like strange upheavals back and forth. You you were able to sit out last year for you know happy reasons. You had your daughter. Um, you know, this year has been strange for its own wonderful and and really really weird reasons so you know how are you guys doing right now like how are things in australia what what are you up to are you guys stuck inside the way most of us in the states are or or what yeah i think um i think we're probably a little like one step behind um as australia always is in everything we're always um a little bit delayed it takes a little bit longer to get down here to us but um at the moment, most people are in self-isolation of some sort. We're not super restricted in that you have to stay bunkered down inside your home entirely just yet, but um, any non-essential services have been uh, shut down. So that includes my affiliate, um, you know, and, you know, cafes and restaurants and things like that are allowed to make coffee and food but on a takeaway basis only you're only allowed to sort of come in order remove yourself wait for your order everything's kind of like placed on tables for you to pick up rather than you know everyone's wearing gloves and it's kind of crazy supermarkets are still open and things like that but um yeah anything other if it's not essential if we don't need need it to survive then it just doesn't exist right now and you know we try and lay low in our homes as much as possible in our backyard or local neighborhood space away from people still be outside essentially um i don't think you need to stay inside but but um yeah just being smart at the moment but just it only just happened this week where affiliates and all of those non-essential businesses were told to kind of close down for, yeah so yeah, what, for, what was that like getting get it because you're an affiliate owner so you know that that must have been kind of a, a kick in the gut like did you kind of prepare do you see it coming were you trying to get ahead of the curve or did it just kind of sneak up on you guys yeah look we um were definitely tracking what was going on around the rest of the world and we knew you know as a business owner you always have to be a few steps ahead just in case um and just be prepared for whatever could happen and so we had already we already had a few things sort of lined up ready to hit play if we needed to we did need to still took a couple of days to kind of process everything because it just it did come suddenly so even though we knew it was potentially coming it sort of was like 
one night um, our prime minister said like they're shutting down at noon tomorrow. So we really didn't have, we had less than 12 hours to, you know, to kind of stop it. Um, and yeah, so then we're obviously responsible for a lot of people. We have employees, we have members, we have business overheads like everybody. So uh, yeah, we had to kind of sort those out and just sort of scramble as best we could. We've got a really good team though at my gym. So we all have different skills. We kind of like, you know, did the old divide and conquer to try and sort everything out and find the best of a tricky situation. Um, and yeah, we think we're kind of managing that okay for the moment and we don't know how long for, but, um, yeah, I think what we've got, what we've got will be okay. It keeps people moving, keeps some people paid, keeps things kind of like treading water for the moment and keeps everyone safe and healthy, which is obviously the number one priority. Yeah, of course. I mean, we stateside, it's, it's very similar. Uh, you know, a lot of the affiliates that, that I speak to and, and sort of interact with on a regular basis, either were way ahead and just shut down before anything happened with like, you know, everything put into place for that type of a contingency or, you know, they just kind of, they, they sort of piece by piece, did the best they could with whatever the rules were at the moment. Um, and it's rough. It really is rough. You know, I, I've, I've spoken to a whole bunch of different, uh, affiliate owners and coaches and athletes and everyone is sort of dealing with it in like a, a little bit of a different way. You know, like how are you guys personally sort of dealing with, you know, what the rules are at this point? Uh, you know what, I think, um, the one thing we keep coming back to is there are people higher up than that higher up than us that have made the decision based off what needs to be done for the entire country and then the entire world. So this is much bigger than us. Everyone's in the same boat, you know, like we're all trying to pay our bills and trying to keep going and it's tricky, but we are all in the same boat. So people are compassionate and sympathetic towards each other. So that's really nice. You kind of have a little bit of breathing room in that regard. Um, you know, for us personally, we're really lucky, you know, we're healthy. We have our family and our friends and all of that kind of stuff. So we're sort of in the mind that, you know, if we were to lose everything or everything kind of like went down, we would be okay. We don't need a lot. Um, you know, your number one priority actually as a business owner and even as, a, as an affiliate owner, because it is such a community, is our staff and our members, you know, it's like their mental health and they're out. And, you know, we started the gym to provide a place where people who are working most of the day and have children and, you know, kind of are just being, having to be grown-ups, you know, it's hard paying bills and doing all that kind of stuff. You know, they had an hour per day where they could come and not really think and we could be responsible for them and tell them where to be, what to do, get them to feel good, carry them a little bit so they don't have to carry everything all day. And so we're really mindful of trying to find a way to provide that. That's sort of our number one priority right now. Um, is still having that and then obviously still protecting our business as best we can so that when all this is done we have these people have somewhere to come back to um, and that's yeah that's that's probably like where our headspace is at personally and selfishly in a way despite the stress and trying to set all of those things up because that's tricky um, I am super grateful and appreciative of the opportunity to kind of slow down and appreciate the smaller things and I think a lot of people have said that uh, I don't often give myself the chance to stop and sit down and be present. There's just always something to do and we're always on the move and putting my little girl in and out of the car and um, to, to have a re I almost have a, 
like a yeah have a reason I've been given permission to stop and uh I really appreciate that because uh, I feel like I haven't stopped in a really long time and I think if we can kind of grasp that concept and and start to have a look in at what we actually don't need, the things that we don't need and the things that are really important. I think there's so much for humanity to gain from this. We just have to kind of like weather the storm to start off with. Absolutely. I, I like that. I like that headspace because, you know, like my wife and I talk about that for our family. Like we don't have kids. We've got a few dogs uh, and both of us are always on the run. Like up until recently, she was working, uh, you know, 12 hour shifts in the hospital an hour and a half away. So it was all day she was gone. And so it was yeah. me and the dogs and I'm always in the office and I'm always in the studio. So when everything gets like shut down and forced to sort of slow down, you start realizing, you know, what parts of your life are, man, like, why do I even do this? Like, this is, this is kind of crazy. I think I can make do without X, Y, and Z. And suddenly things feel a lot better. You know, you can, you can get rid of those stressors. You can get rid of like the, the sort of strange things that we put upon ourselves just because it's what we're kind of forced to do in a way because of our schedules. And I, I really like that perspective. That's a great way of looking at things. And yeah, yeah, things just roll on. Like, and sometimes you just like, you've, you've had your head down for so long and you know, you get like humans are so habitual and we get so kind of like stuck in something and you put your head down and you work and you hustle and you hustle. And before you know it, years have gone by hustling. And then all of a sudden you look up and you're like, Oh my gosh, like, where am I? Why am I doing this? I totally forgot. I've just kind of been in the hustle. And it's not until something like this happens that you're, you know, it's a real shock to your world and shock to your system and your routine and everything that you go like, Oh, wait a minute. Like, am I still happy with this hustle? Do I need to like reassess? Um, do I need all of this? Do I want this, that, whatever it is? Um, so yeah, I, I, I do truly think, you know, I mean, honestly, the greatest opportunity is in the hardest things. So if we can all try and stay as healthy as possible and overcome that, I think something really good will come of it for a lot of people if they want to see that. Yeah. I I'm, I'm convinced that by the time this sort of resolves itself whatever that ends up looking like whatever the new normal is by the but at the other side of this it's going to look way different than the world that we were in three months ago or five months ago and we have the opportunity like you said like it's an opportunity to sort of reevaluate why we do certain things and how we behave and how we structure our lives that you know, maybe the new norm is going to be working from home, remote memberships to places like less about spending 10 hours in an office away from your kids, away from your family. Like there's going to be opportunities yeah. to completely change the way the entire work and life balance is structured across the world, which is a cool thing to think about. But totally it's kind of rough that this is the opportunity, like this is the the struggle that you have to go through as like a population, as like a species before we can get things in perspective. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, um, it is kind of liberating too, though, the fact that it is the entire world. It's not even just your country or just your community or whatever it is. Like literally, I can't remember the last time the entire world had to be one. You know, we are all in the exact same boat. Everyone has the exact same fear and the exact same risk and potential. And it's like, it's crazy. You know, that does not happen often. There's always sort of people sort of left out and, um, you know, yeah, we, we are one. And I think, yeah, it's probably necessary. <laughs> yeah. Um, difficult, difficult, but necessary. So, you know, to kind of go from, 
that sort of a macro view of what's happening in, in the world a little bit and, you know, shrink down into our respective worlds in terms of like the CrossFit space. Um, you've had a fantastic season up until this point. You, you came back uh, into the open and crushed it, had a, had a great year in the open. Um, you have had a, a, a live competition under your belt that you destroyed the rest of the field at. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a very, very solid performance, I think is, is the mildest way to put it. Um, you know, let's say the season, let's say like tomorrow the season's over, like there just isn't going to be a 2020 games and, and it is what it is. Like, how do you feel about this sort of a comeback this year so far? Um, you know what? I'm super proud of what I've done so far. I didn't have any expectations on what a competitive season would look like after having a baby because I'd never done it before. I didn't even know if I would be competing, if I wanted to, um, or anything like that. So I've always just kind of ridden the wave a little bit and just kind of see where it goes, do the right things that feel right, feel good, and then work hard and see where that lands. You know, I've sort of never been like, that's it. I'm going to prove everyone wrong. Like, I'm going to do this and that. I'm, I'm kind of not really like that. I use the motivation of doing things that maybe not many people could do. I do still like that potential. I love to see if I'm the person that could do something a little bit different or new or, um, yeah, so that does excite me. But either way, uh, it's been an amazing season so far, you know, doing the open. You know, I did both opens. I did the first one heavily pregnant, scaled, you know, jumping pull-ups and you know, with a baby about to fall out. And then I did the next one months later with a four and a half month old. So, um, it, and then, you know, qualified for the games out of that, which was ridiculous. And then I've done a competition since I've a sanctioned event my first time back. So it's been such a cool ride and um, I've gotten so much out of it that, you know, that will not disappear for any other reason, like for any reason, it's still amazing and what it is. And it was still a really cool experience. You know, it'd be disappointing to not have the games because it's just really cool that I genuinely, genuinely love it. But um, I try not to be bothered by those things. You know, uh, there's, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of other things in life and there's just some things that just happen and you can't control it. And um you know, it's not going to end my world, you know, to me, my world is my family. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect my day to day. It's just like, oh, damn, I wish I was going because it's really cool. I get to see everyone and throw down and it, and it would be a shame. But yeah, I try really hard just not to be like too bothered by it. I'll just, if it goes ahead, I'll be super grateful, probably go and appreciate it more than I would have before and have heaps of fun. If um, it doesn't go ahead, then I will take advantage of another bit of time off where I can just rebuild what I'm doing. I get a little bit more time before I get to the games then say next year um, or whenever it comes up. So I've got a bit more time to like build back my strength and my skills and spend some time home again and just do some other things, do some things with my, you know, soon to be second business and, you know, focus on that kind of stuff. So I think that's all you can do really, right? Like there's, you know, I can't, I can't do anything else. There's just no point being too bothered by it. Otherwise it's just going to make the days difficult. Yeah. It's, it'll be, it's a lot more stressful. It's a lot more stressful when you start worrying about things that aren't no, not just out of your control, but way out of your control. I mean, this is yeah. circumstances that no one has a finger on the pulse. 
we don't even know how long this is going to last. We don't know, like the Olympics were just postponed like earlier this week. So there, there are a lot of things shaking and moving. And, you know, while the season is certainly looking like it's in danger, it's like, all right, well, what, what can I do? You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I, so it, it, it is interesting to me, you know, because I've, I've spoken to, uh, let's see, I spoke, spoke to Vellner a couple days ago. Uh, I talked to Fikowski, uh last week and uh, you know, the, the general vibe is basically that. And I wonder if that's just something that is shared amongst like high level competitors, or if that's just, you know, the, the, I'm just really lucky in speaking to people who haven't can share that perspective. Yeah. I think um, the one thing that I've learned is like being a competitive athlete for so long, like it's been almost a decade, you know, that I've been doing this and working out really hard and putting yourself on the line physically and mentally every single day and training like, Oh, did I lose that? No, um, we're good. Um, yeah. Like, so putting myself on the line for that, on a regular basis and training myself to hurt and be okay with that. And then going out to a competition floor and being in front of everyone, you learn a lot, um, you know, and that stuff carries on into your regular life. And I think that's where like for us that have been, for those of us that have been doing it quite a while, we're kind of like, Oh, look, we're so used to stuff just, you know, going how it goes and you just have to ride the wave. Like it is the CrossFit games after all, right? Like we're not at the Olympics where everything is sort of super, controlled a certain way we don't know what workouts we don't know when it's like super crazy and random we'd be prepared for anything we heard all the time so we're like oh look I can deal with this it's no big deal that's probably one of the things I'm most grateful for out of my career and um it that's why it helps now is just like oh I can't control it like and I think the other athletes are probably in the same boat they've learned the exact same lesson that I have yeah has it has it affected um you know the quality of your training like you know, you're obviously don't have the target in mind of like, okay, these workouts mean something because in, in, you know, next week or three months from now, I'm, I'm on the competition floor. So that context is gone, but does it, does it, does it sort of like completely color your training in a different way? Um, I had a little bit of a think about that a couple of days ago, actually. And, um, I mean, in, in the, in the temporary stress of trying to sort out the gym and our members and everything like that, that was more my focus. And I thought, Oh my gosh, what am I ever going to train again properly? And what am I going to do? And you're like, kind of, it's all up in the air. Um, and it is hard to then, I guess, focus on a particular goal. But I think for me, it's a little bit different because I'm coming back from having a baby too. So I'm sort of already on the rebuild train, you know, I'm kind of like chipping away, having to rebuild. So I've got that goal that I'm still working on out like away from competition because, you know, I am sort of like I've recovered, I guess, but um, yeah, kind of like work back to myself. So that's more of my focus. And then that sort of like get me to competition. I think, yeah, look, it doesn't change it too much. In the last probably like two or three years, probably last two years, I shifted a little bit anyway from like once upon a time I used to hate training and I loved competing. I was really young and fiery and I was like, oh, you know, the hard work was terrible in your gym by yourself and you go out onto the comp floor and you get the glory and the cheers and it's like, you know, it's awesome. And then as I got a little bit older, that totally shifted. And I still like competition, like it's still super fun. Um, but 
I really liked my training more so. Um, and so I think it's just like fun to keep training to be better. And I think having that shift in time makes it a little bit easier to kind of just focus on that. And I don't know, it's just a new challenge too. Like, can I train hard at home? Can I be okay with not fitting the mold of my perfect program and doing the things that I normally do? It's just a different kind of challenge. So, and I like that. I mean, I like a little bit of adversity. It kind of like gets me gets me thinking and sparks things up a little bit, which we could all do with every now and again. Oh yeah. And you know, it's funny you should mention sort of like the old mindset that you had of, of really loving the the competition floor because to this day, you know, I, I follow a lot of athletes on social media and I try and speak to a lot of them, especially leading up to big competitions like the games. And to this day, you have my favorite like lead up to competition, like social media posts, you know, people will be like, all right, the hay is in the barn. We're ready for work. We're going to do this. <laughs> Yours was, uh, was Winnie the Pooh. It was like, it's, oh, yeah. what, what day is it today? Well, today's the day we fuck shit up. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Like that mindset to me, that sort of like, yeah, today's the day we fuck shit up is such a great way of looking at like, this is exactly what I live for. The joy of being out here and just crushing myself and everybody else. And it's just, yeah. it, it really stands out to me because of how it's not like, it's not more honest. It's just honest in a different way. You know, a lot of people yeah, will maybe yeah, hesitate yeah. to say that sort of thing, but I, I love that. Yeah. I think it's always like, I mean, I always try and be as like honest as possible. I know people kind of say they do, but um, it's just easier that way. Like uh, my intentions are really good. I don't ever have bad intentions. So if anything's ever taken the wrong way, like that's kind of how it's perceived or received on the other end. There's nothing I can really do about that. So I just like to like say it how it is and do what I do. And that's what, you know, makes me happy. What was, um, what was the road back like after giving birth? Like, I can only imagine how challenging it must've been, not just from like a, physical perspective of recovering and coming back to being in peak form but also just logistically having a newborn and then having you know <laughs> the look on your face <laughs> i feel like that answered it right there the look at the just the the shell shock ptsd on your face right there just answered it <laughs> yeah the I, I can tell you right now the logistics is worse than any physical recovery or anything that is the hardest part. And I think any parent will tell you that. Mum, dad, grandparent, carer, whoever is looking after a small child, the logistics is the hardest part. Um, they don't care about your schedule. They don't care if you're in the middle of a workout or anything. It's just like, hey, I'm hungry. I'm hungry right this minute. I am not happy right now. So I'm gonna scream at you, you know, like it just is intense. Um, that was, that was and still is the hardest part like my daughter is now on the move and she is fast and she is like drawn to anything that could kill her so trying to <laughs> trying to keep her alive while I train and still half focus on my workout is still the hardest thing I do um and then just the general exhaustion of trying to keep her alive all day I swear like if she can find a window to try and climb out or something like she's there um the physical side of things there were sort of two aspects of um of it after she was born like in the early days i was so grateful for how healthy i have lived my life for a very very long time 
you know, I hear people who say like, oh my gosh, I didn't leave the house for six weeks. I didn't move. I couldn't move. I couldn't walk. I was, I mean, the hormones help, but I was so loved up, so elated. Like I was up and walking. I was good. Like straight away, I wanted to do things and my body healed, like the physical healing side of things. And like, look, a lot goes on because not only do you have to birth the child and now we know how like intense that is like in itself, but like <laughs> you, you carry them. They move things around inside you, you know, like your organs kind of get put wherever they get put to fit a baby. And all of that stuff has to like resettle and, you know, like your muscles have to repair and your tendons and ligaments and things have to come back together. Like there's so much, um, my body healed really, really well because that's all it's ever known. I train really hard. I put it under physical stress and then it has to adapt and overcome. And it has done that for years and years and years. And I noticed that in my body that it just did that exact same thing. It was like coming off the back of a competition and it was sore and I could feel it recovering like just this well-oiled machine. And then like it was good. And then there were some little things that took a little bit longer, but it just as long as I didn't force anything that was going to make it worse, they just slowly recovered. And that was like, it was super organic, you know, how it's meant to go. And I'm, I'm really lucky for that. I had no complications or anything like that. Um, I'm healthy young woman. So for that, I'm really grateful. Um, there were some things that like totally caught me off guard. Like it is not linear. You don't just like start to get better and it's just like kicking goals and you lose baby weight and you get strong. Like it's up and down because the sleep is up and down and you know, their rough patches are up and down. You have good days and bad days and you know, you start to get back to your weight and then you put on weight from like stress and lack of sleep and you start to feel good and then you drop again. And like all of those things are forever changing I think they always will, to be honest, like so long as you're a parent. So I've accepted that. Um, but there, there were times where like I started to get really strong, for instance, and then we went into a really rough patch of sleep and I got so weak, like I just couldn't move a barbell and my body was like recovered. But, you know, I was sitting at such light weights because I just couldn't move it. I had no decent growth hormone production because I wasn't sleeping. And, you know, I needed that time at night. I needed to regenerate that growth hormone and I was getting nothing so I was so weak and that was months and months in um so I kind of went backwards and then forwards again and it's been like that the whole entire time and then now like you know people kind of see through the eye of social media like oh my gosh look you're at a competition and you want it and oh like it's cool like it can be done and I say to people I'm like yes it can be done but don't for a second think that it was easy. Like, don't, like, I like to be challenged and to see what I'm capable of. And, you know, I've had my girl with me at the gym pretty much every session, you know, there's the odd occasion where she's not. Um, and she is always there under my feet. I stop workouts to give her snacks, get her off something dangerous and then jump back up again. And she's climbing on me and we change things and, I just had to adapt, you know, not be so precious about it. It just happens. Um, but I still just keep trying, you know, I just keep trying. Like, oh, uh, I have to stop for a second. I have to stop for a second. I'll move faster afterwards. Um, yeah. But yeah, now, now it's just the, yeah, the logistics of her 
walking away with my barbell when I need to move it fast. <laughs> like she's yeah. down the other end of the gym with it. She's like rolled it away or she's under my feet trying to do muscle ups. And so the next one is strict because I can't kick or like kip or I'll kick her. Like it just, it just is what it is. But um, it's, it's tricky, man. It's super tricky, but I love it. So it's worth it. I can imagine uh, when every workout has the potential to be an interval workout and can just oh. be like just thrown completely into the garbage and, and reformed immediately. And any point in time, you can just have to completely stop and remember that you're just trying to keep this little human alive. Like that's number yeah. one, like that type of a mental fortitude that comes with that. Like you have to be rubber. You can't, you can't hold on to that. That just has no. to just wash right off your back. Yeah. And she's a tiny person and she's only a tiny person once. So the other side of that is I don't want to not be present. You know, um, I truly believe it's good for her to have her there with me anyway. I think like, what, what's the alternative? We're going to sit around the house all day for 12 hours, you know, like that's not good either. Um, so we just spend dedicated time like with her, but she climbs things and she sees other people at the gym and it's a real social thing. And so she's such a social little kid because of it. And she sees what I want her to know is normal. I want her to know that it's normal to turn up to the gym, engage with people, exercise, go home and make food together. Like I want her to have that as all she's ever known. And so, um, yeah, like it just, we just do what we did before but just with a few more breaks or whatever and nick my coach is really good i think for a long time he kind of give me things with like you know rest breaks you know i needed those rest breaks to start off with anyway so at least i knew if she was getting cranky or whatever i get a two minute break soon and then i'll go play with her do something and then back on and you know you just uh you just make it work but you can still be there like you can still do it it's just a little bit tricky but exercise is tricky anyway so it just, do you have, yeah, uh, do you have, do you have any, any insights for, you know, someone like, so like Annie is pregnant, right. Uh, and you know, she and Fred are expecting sometime right around the games actually. So sometime in, in yeah. August. Right. And, uh, you know, do, do you have like, first of all, is she, has she like reached out to you been like, Hey, any pointers, any tips? And if she hasn't, do you have any pointers or tips for like during the pregnancy for dealing with whatever strangeness might arise during that entire process. Yeah, we, um, we did talk actually in the early days. So, um, like I sent her a message, like congrats, all that kind of stuff. And then, um, she reached out and just asked, like, is somebody in the same boat as her, you know, like we're, we're the same in what we do and what we've done for a really long time. And so I've just kind of gone through that and, you know, I, I, I'm really cautious of never like, pushing too much on people but at the same time I had so many people give me advice that was so helpful that I kind of want to pay it forward too so we had a bit of a chat over Instagram and just like I told her some things that were more so to be mindful of like with your body and also just some things to reassure her that whatever happens is not permanent and I think that's probably the message that I would send to anyone who is you know and suppose mums and dads like the whole process whether it be the physical side of things or just how the dynamic and everything shifts or like what happens in your life, it is not permanent. You know, it, it ends and it changes. And I think if you can just be in a state of flux and just sort of like enjoy each stage for what it is, 
it's a thousand times easier. Um, there are times where some things in training are okay and then they're not. And then something else is okay and then it's not. And you just have to like stay with what you can. And every pregnancy is so different because our bodies are so different. Annie and I were very similar. And um, I'm, I'm assuming this is just like being athletes, um, a lot of lifting, a lot of bracing, holding things tight in that, um, you know, the whole ab separation. I don't know if you're like super familiar with it. It's a thing, you know, it happens anyway. Um, I noticed that my body wanted to do it easier early on and I shut it down really quick so that didn't happen and did a really great job um, of not having any damage. And so we talked about that a little bit because she was kind of like, oh, look, like I think I can tell that my body wants to be there too. And I was like, obviously we have that in common and whether that might be to do with our athletic career or whatever it is and everything's so tight. Um, and then I just sort of shared my guidance of like, look, I stopped doing pretty much anything gymnastics like it was all gymnastics or any kind of bracing any heavy anything that required me to like have to brace my midline tight at any point so I needed to be able to breathe and talk and do all of that kind of thing you know I didn't even do a push-up I couldn't even do a knee push-up I could not do a ring support or a dip my belly just like it couldn't handle that pressure I obviously wasn't very great at bracing correctly I, I didn't know how to do that I had to learn to do that but it's those kind of things that I sort of pass on to her and I would let other people know is like, you can stop doing those things and they come back fine. But if you push through them and ignore them, you do damage and you do not come back fine. Um, so at the point in time, and this is one thing no one told me, so I will definitely tell people this. When you, like after you have your child, so no matter how much you trained, like I stayed fit all the way up until a week before Scotty was born. And I walked into the gym one day and I started doing my little accessory. I was doing like some kettlebell RDLs, you know, real slow and chill. And I started and I was like, I turned to my husband. And I'm like, I'm done. Like it doesn't feel right anymore. It doesn't feel like it's serving me a purpose. It just doesn't feel good. And she came a week later. So my body was obviously like, hey, chill out, get ready. Stuff's about to go down. And I trained up until that point and thought, sweet, I'll be like pretty fit and everything on the other side. No matter what you did, you are getting soft and unfit afterwards. Your muscles just kind of like, they disappear. Your body hormonally shifts to be a mother. Um, and there's nothing you can do about that. Train no matter what, because it makes for a much better recovery, much better mental um, position like your headspace and everything before and after is so so important and so I think training needs to be for that and that alone and then you're gonna have to rebuild anyway I got unfit I got weak it all happened no matter what because my body went into mum mode it wasn't an athlete anymore in that time that you're recovering and um, but I'm grateful that I trained because it helped me sleep it took away the aches and pains it you know, made me feel better and clearer and all the good stuff that exercise does. I truly believe it gave me a healthy baby girl and then I just rebuilt afterwards, but I didn't do any damage. And I think that's really important um, because sometimes like women can often get caught in the headspace of like, no, we can do more than you think. And yeah, we can, but like sometimes it's okay to not as well um, and just like keep moving. Um, that's probably my main, my main point of advice because 
yeah, everyone's different and people will tell you different things. Each person knows and each person is different. Yeah. But yeah, be prepared to lose it. It's going no matter what, but it comes back. <laughs> but obviously, like I'm doing okay. It just took time. I didn't force it, did all the right things, turned my muscles back on, did some mobility, built back up and it's good. But like, you just got to feel unfit for a little while, but it's temporary. Do you know, do you know Val Voberal? You guys all, yes. you guys, so yes, Val, she, she is, she is so amazing. She's one of my yeah. favorite athletes. And for people who are watching this that aren't aware of who Val is, Val was on the podium. I want to say in 2013, she was on the podium at the games. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, she has, you know, a beautiful daughter who at this point is probably eight, seven or eight, something like that. Maybe a little bit younger, but, yeah. uh, she's so impressive. I mean, she was qualifying for the games with a toddler. She was, she was, uh, winning regional and games workouts with like, you know, this very young. And I always look at her as this example of like, well, it's possible. Yeah, you know, it's it's possible. She clearly yep. has whatever it is, she has it and she's able to bring it back and it it's still to this day so impressive how much fitness she has maintained and developed with a child and a child that she's taking care of and a full-time job as like a teacher. So, it's just so yeah. many different variables for her and and I'm so glad that you're like you know, you're like aware. A lot of a lot of the athletes sometimes will be like, "I don't know who that is," and like, "Well, you guys competed against each other for years. I don't know what to say." Yeah, like, <laughs> honestly, she was one of the, the one of the reasons that I knew it was possible. And you know what's so funny is because 2013 the games was really different, right? A lot of people who are in like the current the modern CrossFit space aren't familiar with Val because they just weren't there, right? Um, and the sport has just grown so much every year since then in the games and just in the general community as it is. But I competed alongside Val and then I remember, so I'm like a young athlete, like early 20s, and I remember really clearly someone saying, so she had this baby girl, I didn't really think much of it. Um, someone said to me or said in the space that I was in, oh, she was like, you know, breastfeeding her daughter, like in between events, she was somehow like going out, bossing it, coming back. And I always remembered that, but didn't appreciate it for what it is. And, um, you know, rightfully so. I was just a young woman. I'd never done it. I thought, yeah, that sounds cool. But I didn't know how hard that was. But I was aware of it. And that was one of the things that made me go like, oh, well, this is possible. Like, Val did it. Um, and then I've gone like, well, I can do it too. And I want to see how well I can do it, how far I can take it. And then, you know, I've just competed. I did the Open and then did that sanctioned event, the um, Australian CrossFit Champs and had to do the same thing, like nursing my baby girl between events. And I was like, whoa, I get it now. Like, I get why those women were saying like how amazing it is. I'm like, that was hard. Like that was, you know, in so many ways, physically trying to like produce the sustenance to keep a child alive and stress your system out to try and be the fittest girl out on a competition floor like and on somebody else's schedule like we didn't know when events were how long they were can I eat can I drink like it is hard and yeah all credit to Val and I hope that more people do watch this and actually have a look and see what she did and because it it, it was done but it's just it was a while ago, so people forget, I think. Yeah, it's like you now your example can be the modern, like, Val Voberal example. It could be the Cara Saunders example of, like, yeah, she yeah. got back to being, like, tip-top, super-peak fitness all with a child under the age of one. <laughs> yeah, it can be done. 
it's just hard. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's, that is super cool. It's not very often that I, I get to sort of like talk about the old, the old CrossFit games, I guess it's weird to put it that way, but like the old version like the of the CrossFit OG games. Days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you've been in the game for so long. I think people lose sight of that. I mean, a lot of people are just, it's not like it's a short memory span. You know what I mean? F- the fans of the sport, it, it, it's also not really built to rem- to remind people of how long the veterans have been around. Um, no. But, you know, you've been involved for for so long. Like, how do you feel about how all the changes, like obviously r- irrespective of what we're dealing with right now with like how questionable the season is, but how do you feel about all these changes over the past, you know, few years to what was the games model and to what it is now? Oh, again, I just kind of like roll with the punches. The thing is too, I'm in a sport where like, it's not mine. I don't run it. I don't own it. I participate in it. And at any given moment, I can choose to not participate in it. And I decide to keep going because I love what I do and just try and adapt with time. And, you know, my grandfather's always been a really good example for me with that is like, he's 81 He's on his iPhone. He's got Facebook so he can keep up to date. You know, this is a really, really smart man who's like, I'm going to flow with the times and I'm just, I'm not going to push back against change and just be there with it and understand it. And, um, you know, he's an amazing, happy, awesome dude because of it. And I think I've always used that example as like, don't fear change, roll with it, understand that we're all learning as we go. The changes to CrossFit, like, is huge, right? Um, You know, I started in 2012 at the Games, and even then it was kind of starting something new. You know, it kind of went from that early, early CrossFit game stage, and around that 2011 um, stage, it sort of changed to a new model, and then it's just changed again. And so we just kind of expect that to happen. Um, I was glad that I was out last year. <laughs> I'm not going to lie because I could just let everyone else like figure it out and see how yeah, everyone else beta then... tests it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then I could just like fit in and see how that worked in with my life. Um, I think there's a lot of really, really good opportunity. Obviously like anything new, there's going to be things that could be improved upon. I don't think that's a bad thing. That's just, that's just life. You're never going to get anything right the, the first time. I think that there are a lot of positives in it in that um, it gives athletes more of an opportunity to compete, you know, around the entire world, which is super cool. Um, even like smaller companies, like other brands can get like more exposure within the CrossFit community, which I think is really cool. Um, there's more potential for athletes to make more money um, by having those events and having more visibility. And, you know, CrossFitters work really bloody hard. Like we work super, super hard, but we're like, totally undervalued in my opinion um in the world of sport you know compared to like what a football player is getting paid or whatever and we eat well we train well like all year round it doesn't stop and so I think it's really good to be able to bring that um bring that upper level and give athletes a little bit more of an opportunity to do well um and 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 I see that opportunity, I guess, for myself. So I think that is really really cool. Um, and obviously, just traveling and doing those events against different people. Uh, as for how the games played out, personally, and this is no attack. Like this is just how I see it. Again, from the outside, because I wasn't there. So you know, take what I say with a grain of salt. In that I don't have all of the information of being in the place at the time. I personally prefer it smaller. 
um, you know, rather than having like a massive amount of like a hundred plus, you know, on each side of men and women. And um, I, I like kind of narrowing it down before we get there. Um, in saying that it is good to have participation from everywhere, but I think if there's a way to, f to find a way to still have the best, but a smaller crew, have it condensed a little bit more by the time we get to that stage. I think that makes for a better show. It's a little bit better for the athletes. And um, yeah, I, I think I would prefer that. I, but again, I wasn't there. Maybe it would have been sick. That's just from the outside looking in. And then um, obviously the cuts is like the biggest controversial thing ever, right? Like everyone's like, oh, but then it was after this sprint and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, from where I saw it, I think there is definitely room for pr improvement. I don't love cuts. And this is coming from me personally. The reason I don't love cuts is because I'm the kind of athlete that does well over time. And part of that is because I keep showing up. So, you know, in CrossFit, we do like 15 events over like all these days, right? And because I might just be a little bit more resilient here and I've trained my body to keep being there and keep showing up, I keep collecting my points over the more events because I'm like, hey, man, when these girls go down and down and down, I'm like, I'm still here. Like, I'll just keep showing up and showing up and keep putting in an effort. So I do better with more tests. Um, and obviously, that's potentially something I need to work on is being able to do more in a shorter period of time too. But um, I like to have the full test and have everyone be tested across the exact same amount of things and then have the best stand, stand out from that. Um, because if you did shift the whole games around in the total opposite direction and all of the events were in a different order, do we land with a different, you know, a different top 10 or what yeah. happens then if the last event was the first event, you know, like there's just all of these questions. Um, and they're the questions that I have in saying that it doesn't bother me too much because I love my training. I will still turn up and, you know, whenever it goes ahead and if it goes ahead and if I come and I will just try and be better earlier you know, be better at things and try and close the gap so that I'm not caught out on anything. But um, as it stands, as I am now, it's easier for me to be tested <laughs> across more because I can keep showing up and I have a little bit more of an opportunity if I've made a mistake. Um, there's just less room for error now, I guess. Yeah, it, it's interesting because, you know, a couple, a couple things based off of what you just said, uh, you know, last year, at a certain point, the points system and the testing becomes so familiar that you understand sort of where you can push, where you can relax, where you need to really get in some points and where you like who you can give points up to and who you need to beat. Whereas this past year, because the field started so big, because it was big cuts and because the scoring, uh, uh, the scoring um, system changed with each of the different sizes of the fields. I think people weren't aware exactly of who they needed, like where they needed to place in order to be consistent across the board and who they needed to beat across, you know, three or four workouts leading into the bigger cuts and having a year of seeing that happen. And even though it's probably going to be different this year, there's going to be changes for sure, but at least having, seen it happen last year going from those really big fields to a smaller field it gives uh it gives all of the competitors much better insight into you know we can't all just win every event that's not reasonable so you have to know where and when your home runs are and where and when you can kind of like 
you know, dunk it and be like, okay, great. I got this one. Or I, I just barely missed out on that one. That's okay. And now that you've sort of seen it happen and you've seen where people made mistakes, I think that's something to learn from. And then that, that idea that you do better with more, I find that older, like not older as an age, but older as in veteran CrossFitters who dealt with 12, 13, 14 CrossFit games, every one of those athletes is like, give me more, please. Just give me more workouts. Give me 30 workouts and I'll do even better on number 27 than I did on number two. And it's really interesting. I wonder if that's sort of the, the environment within which you guys became competitive. Like that was the expectation. It was just no one knew when the volume would stop and when the, the capacity needed to be, you know, really shown. So everyone was just getting ready for twice the amount of work that they needed to do over the course of the games. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's what it is. That's how we grew. We grew up in the time of like long, tough weeks of work, you know, and Dave just getting crazy, like creative and throwing all these crazy things at us. And, you know, you just had to be ready to keep going. It's like, can you eat enough? Can you recover enough? Like, can you get some sleep and can you just survive? Like it was battle of the fittest, like as in you know, the fittest to survive. And so we became these like totally resilient human beings that are like, man, you can't kill us. We have just like that, that crew, like, man, like you saw like even 2014 with me, 2015 with me, like I can't die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. So now I'm like, man, I'm good. Like I'll keep going. Um, but now like, and it's funny too, because you had to be so well-rounded and now with that shift, like you kind of need to take advantage of your strengths and you need to go for it to get some points. And I'm like, I just out-trained all my strengths so that I could be more well-rounded and now I need to get them back. (laughs) So I was like, you know, I'm, I was epic at, um, you know, like really strong and good at ollie lifting. So I just barely touch a barbell and work on my gymnastics and my running and all that's come up. So, you know, like I'm like great at everything, but I'm not like epic at one anymore, you know? So I'm like, Oh, now I got to try and like, I got to take all of them up a notch or I need to like tune into a couple where I can, can take some more points. And it just, yeah, it just totally shifts what we knew. Yeah. Again, not a bad, not a bad thing. Like, Oh, you could pick it apart forever. Um, but the reality is CrossFit has still always been like that. It has changed before. What they knew in the early, early days until 2011 then changed, you know, and then what we knew up until 19 or yeah, 19, it changed. So our sport is, that's what we know. And like I said, you can complain about it as much as you like, but you can easily not show up. Like you can, you can not do it. Like I just think I make a choice to train because I love my training and then to just try and use it as an opportunity to be better and something might be frustrating, but I've learned to just let that go a long time ago. I get cranky about something because it didn't go my way for a second and then move on, man. Like it's just not worth holding on to. And that's just, yeah, you can't waste energy on it. It's our sport. It's different. It changes. There are a lot of variables, a lot of people, you know, we're one of the only sports that are doing so many random things, you know, like there's not the same workout every year. We don't come in every single year and do 
friend, 21, 15, nine, thruster and pull up. Like it changes. So the tests are different. The people are different. The environment's different. And yeah, you just got to roll with it. I'll just, I'll just try and be better, I guess. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Like you can't kill me. It literally took you not being able to move your arm. Like you were, <laughs> you, you were, you fell apart. You physically like fell apart in before yeah. <laughs> you, before you stepped off of the field that year. Uh, and or it's like, like pass out. or like pass out. out and like nearly. And <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And you still came back. That's right. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Cara, I really appreciate your time here. Uh, it's been super cool uh, getting a chance to to chat with you and, and sort of reminisce and look at, you know, where things are at. And I love you sharing your perspective on like, you know, can't control it. Just do what you can do. It is what it is. And we're just going to we're going to get through this and hopefully we can be better on, on the other side. Um, so yeah. I, I really appreciate that. Um, I guess we're we're just gonna have to wait to find out what happens with this season, right? I mean, there's nothing yeah. else to say about that. No, we just wait. I um I was planned booked in for Rogue, and I know they've made some adjustments there, so I'm just gonna like ride that wave for now and keep training. I mean, be pretty cool, do some exercise at home, do some different things. But yeah, we just it can be hard for a little while, and it's not hard is not bad. Hard is just hard, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had, a, I had a friend, uh, I have a very good friend who says, um, nothing is, nothing is hard. Some things are a little difficult, but nothing's really hard. So you yeah. can, you can get through it. Yeah. 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 So I appreciate it, Kara. Really thank you for your time. Uh, hopefully that rig in your backyard gets built and you can get some fitness in while you're, you're, you know, stuck inside in, in any way. I mean, we've been, I, I'm lucky I have a garage gym so I can, I can train in my garage, however little that, that does for my, my well being and my, my mental health, but I'll take it where I can get it. Absolutely. So yeah, thanks a my lot. Garage is full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably uh, like little bouncers for children and you know, yeah, little... all the children stuff that they outgrow and you don't know what to do. And you're like, do I keep it for years down the track when I have another one? I don't know. We'll just put it there. <laughs> is it the same, by the way? Are you still, are you watching the same, uh, like three Disney movies over and over again? Are, are... Man, like I'm lucky. My little girl just is not interested in TV and I don't really try and force it. She just not interested. She just doesn't stay still. So there's like, you win some, you lose some, but she just wants to like, be outside pretty much we're only okay if we're outside so we spend a lot of time outside but that's not a bad thing either yeah do you know how many soul crushing jingles you are not being exposed to just <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of times it's like I have, I have nieces and nephews and you know my my brothers are constantly talking about oh we're watching we're watching frozen again frozen today again, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know so all the words yeah, yeah. L lucky, I guess in a way, lucky you. Lucky you for that one. That's a good job. Make good job making a baby that doesn't want to watch this that stuff. I guess. Yeah, I just won't put it on, and she'll never know. We'll put. Dad says that we'll just put the football on, and that's all she'll know. So she'll like it. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, thanks again. I really appreciate your time. Um, if uh, you know, if anybody wants to follow you on Instagram, I guess like to plug something. Like, what what's your Instagram handle? I, Oh, geez. Cara Sondo, I think. <laughs> Cara hey. Sondo. I've got that. I've got my gym. <laughs> Support your local affiliates. And I know you have my 
eyewear company coming soon, but as soon as the world sorts itself out, okay. active eyewear. Get after it, Cara. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Cool. Thank you for having me. So folks, there you go. That was Cara Saunders. Thank you so much to her for spending some time with us here. Um, if you guys don't know the history of some of the cool things that she's done, I highly recommend you go back and watch some of those old CrossFit Games uh, recaps and movies. She is a real hoss, I guess is a great way of describing her. As always, folks, there's a whole lot going on in our sport. Easy to miss some of the most interesting and exciting stories. That is what I am here for. Stay safe, stay fit, and I will see you guys very soon. Take care.